Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Coffell, and in this episode, William McLean discusses the treatment of depression with Chinese medicine. William McLean is a graduate of the New South Wales College of Natural Therapies with a diploma of traditional Chinese medicine in 1987, and the University of Technology, Sydney, with a master's in science in traditional Chinese medicine in 2004. Will interned at the Red Cross Hospital in Hangzhou, China, and apprenticed for several years under the renowned Chris Madden. In addition to the clinical handbook series, Will is the author of several works on Chinese medicine, including the Clinical Manual of Chinese Herbal Patent Medicines and the Clinical Handbook of Chinese Herbs. Will has taught widely in Australia, Europe, and the U.S. And while recently retired from nearly 30 years of clinical practice, maintains an ongoing interest in the development of strategies for the understanding and treatment of chronic infections, lingering pathogens, and chronic inflammatory disorders. Depression refers to a group of disorders characterized by sadness, despondency, rumination, an inability to experience pleasure, feelings of hopelessness and inadequacy that are severe enough to interfere with normal function, interest in life, and family and social interaction. Depression can be pathological or may be a normal reaction to adverse circumstances. True pathological depression should be distinguished from the low mood resulting from disappointment or loss, which is better described as demoralization. The negative feelings of demoralization, unlike true depression, usually abate when the circumstances improve and can last days rather than weeks or months, with suicidal ideation and loss of function much less likely. Essentially, there are two groups of depressed patients. Those with a low mood as a response to specific circumstances and those in whom no specific trigger can be identified. These distinctions are clinically important. If a cause can be identified, the probability of a satisfactory outcome increases. Demoralization as a result of distressing or stressful stimuli can be a normal and appropriate response to the circumstances and will abate with time. In some cases, response to the stimulus may be exaggerated, become pathological and otherwise indistinguishable from major depression. Depression with no identifiable cause is more complex. It's usually diagnosed as major depression, with the pathology a mix of constitutional factors, life habits, diet, and an exaggerated response to chronic stress, routine difficulties and setbacks. This type of depression can be difficult to manage with a single therapeutic strategy and can prove intractable to the treatment strategies of Chinese medicine alone. Practitioners would be remiss not to harness the relatively fast-acting pharmacotherapeutic approach of psychiatry. However, for all types of depression, Chinese medicine, in conjunction with counselling, lifestyle modification and other appropriate interventions, can be of significant benefit 
helping the patient to move through the process while supporting healthy organ system function, promoting a stable foundation and resilience, and maintaining qi and blood flow. From a psychiatric point of view, there are three classifications of depression, minor, major, and masked. Minor depression is a mood disturbance of at least two weeks duration, without delusions. Suicidal thoughts, if present, are fleeting and not seriously entertained. Minor depression is usually a form of demoralization. In contrast, major depression is a disabling condition adversely affecting all aspects of life, characterized by the presence of a severely depressed state persisting for at least two weeks. Episodes can be isolated or recurrent or occur without identifiable trigger events. Patients with major depression may contemplate and attempt suicide and occasionally suffer delusions or hallucinations. Masked depression is a depressed state characterized by the prominence of physical symptoms. Patients generally do not complain of depression or deny it. They present with minor physical complaints such as tiredness or menstrual disorders, strange sensations in the head or body, breathing difficulties and sleep problems. Mass depression is relatively common and influenced by cultural factors and perceptions of depression as weakness or social stigma. In Chinese medical terms, mental and physical health is a product of the quality, volume and unimpeded movement of qi and blood. All mental disturbances are due to disruption of one or more of the internal organ systems and their mental components by insufficient or constrained qi and blood. The mental components of the organ systems are the shen, the hun, the po, the yi and the jiu, what I collectively call the anima, from the Latin meaning mind. In the language of Chinese medicine, depression is yu jiang. In the context of medicine, the word yu conveys the meaning of a restraining action on the flow of qi, which is generally rendered as constraint. Qi flow is constrained in various organ systems by repression or suppression of emotion. Constraint is distinguished from other forms of stagnation due to factors other than emotion, such as diet and accumulation of dampness. In the context of depression, constraint is most commonly applied to the effect of emotional repression on the liver and its mental component, the hun, but can also apply to the heart and lungs and spleen and stomach and their respective mental components. Emotions tend to be organ-specific. Certain emotions preferentially constrain qi and specific organ systems, giving rise to distinctive expressions of the depressed mood. Constraint of qi is not the only cause of a depressed mood, however. Factors of both deficiency and excess can influence the anima. Constraint specifically interferes with the expression and activity of the anima by restricting movement, in turn producing a particular shade of mood disorder. And the anima can also be destabilized by deficiency of qi, blood, yin and yang, each of which imparts a slightly different tone to the depressed state. The mental components of each organ system have their own characteristics and pathology. The mental component of the heart is the shun. The shun resides in the heart and is anchored by heart, yin and blood. It's responsible for all mental activity, perception, conscious awareness and the ability to feel. All perceptions and emotions are recognized and felt in the heart. 
The shun perceives, but does not direct perception to action or reflection. The shun relies on input from the other anima to turn perception into action. The hun for insight, direction and intuition. The po for sense perception. The jur for the drive to act upon perception. And the yi to learn from experience. Qi constraint, blood stasis and phlegm restrict the shen, preventing its expression. Blood and yin deficiency leave the shen unanchored and destabilized. Heat can irritate the shen, preventing it from resting and causing sleep disturbances. A constrained shen results in depression, lack of clarity in thinking, diminished insight and poor judgment. An unanchored shen is un- unstable, easily flustered, prone to anxiety, panic attacks and confusion. The shen is active while awake, but may be disturbed during sleep, causing vivid dreams and insomnia. The mental component associated with the liver is the hun. The hun is associated with creativity, artistic endeavour, intuition, the unconscious, the making of plans and the courage to follow them through. As the mental aspect of the liver, it is anchored by liver yin and blood. A balanced and grounded hun enables forward planning with creativity, vision and insight. It's active in dreams and is the creative impulse drawn upon when a problem is solved by sleeping on it. When the Hun and Shen are balanced, wisdom results. When unbalanced, the person may have many dreams yet never accomplish anything. A constrained Hun leads to depression with a lack of inspiration and direction, diminished creativity and a loss of insight. Patients feel themselves hemmed in by insurmountable barriers. A heated or overly stimulated Hun results in manic or irrational behaviour. A destabilised Hun, cast adrift by deficiency of yin or blood, leads to aimlessness, lack of courage and resolve, indecisiveness and sometimes sleepwalking. The Po is the mental aspect of the lungs and is grounded by Lung Chi. The Po is primarily concerned with awareness of sensation on the skin and perception through the five senses. It's the point of contact between the body and the external environment and helps create a a healthy sense of self. A healthy grounded Po enables strong contact and engagement with the world and establishes clear boundaries between self and other. When Lung Chi is weak, the Po is destabilized and scattered, leading to depression and withdrawal, to a sense of raw exposure and vulnerability extreme sensitivity to the emotions, thoughts and presence of others, and a sense of disconnection, isolation and separation from the world and society. In extreme cases, the patient feels completely adrift, as if they are not really there and could simply dissipate. On the other hand, a constrained Po leads to depression with a sense of constant sadness and a tendency to weeping. The mental aspect of the spleen is the yi, The yi is responsible for application of mental activity to specific tasks and for the ability to concentrate and remain focused. Called into action when studying, reading, learning and meditating, the yi is also brought to bear when thinking through a problem. When the yi is constrained by rumination or worry, it leads to depression and melancholic brooding with obsessive thinking and inability to concentrate constructively. 
patients are unable to let go of thoughts, turning the same ones over and over again. When the Yi is destabilised by weak spleen qi, patients cannot concentrate, quickly lose interest and are unable to stay focused on simple tasks. With this type of depression, there's a tendency to overeat or comfort eat, and patients may obsess about food. The mental aspect of the kidneys is the jur. The jur is associated with memory, motivation, ambition, the willpower and determination to act, stability in the face of adversity and change, and an orienting sense of family connection and history. The pathology of the jur is always associated with deficiency. Deficiency of yin leads to a lack of grounding and destabilization whereas deficiency of yang causes the juror to freeze in place, resulting in depression with despair and despondency, fearfulness, lack of drive and will to change, sexual withdrawal and loss of libido. As with all pathology in Chinese medicine, depression can be broadly divided into two types, excess and deficiency. The excess types are due to the effects of cheek constraint, or stagnation of a pathogen such as phlegm dampness or blood on the anima. The deficient types are due to a lack of qi, blood, yin or yang, and the consequent destabilizing effects of that deficiency. The effects of constraint and deficiency produce different types of mental symptoms. Constraint in general produces a gloomy despondency, as the free expression and movement of the animus in question is restricted whereas deficiency produces a depression that is an amalgamation of gloominess and anxiety, as the unanchored anima are easily scattered or thrown off balance. Constraint of qi is more common in younger people and in those with depression of relatively recent onset. The more chronic the depression, the greater the likelihood of deficiency with constraint or stasis secondary. Acute onset of depression can occasionally be of a deficient type, however, this is sometimes seen in women following childbirth, where blood loss has led to blood deficiency. The excess and deficient types of depression can appear superficially similar. However, differences in the tone of the depression and physical signs distinguish them. In general, depression due to constraint of qi, phlegm accumulation or blood stasis reflects the pent-up state of qi. The patient may appear quiet and withdrawn, yet have muscle tension and spasm, elevated shoulders, aches and pains and tension headaches. Deficiency patterns, on the other hand, are due to a lack of vital energy, such that the patient feels flat, exhausted and washed out. The muscles tend to be flaccid, weak and toneless, and the posture slumped. The factors that can contribute to depression, from a Chinese medicine point of view, include the emotions, constitution, sleep cycle, activity levels, various levels of overwork, exhaustion and depletion, and the diet. Emotional turmoil of some type is assumed to be at least partly responsible for all depression types, with the exception of depression following hemorrhage. Some patients report a specific history. The traumatic events may be severe or ongoing, or their coping and recovering mechanisms compromised. Others deny trauma or stress and appear to be in supportive family and work situations. 
in such patients, an emotional or physical trauma is assumed but may have occurred decades before, becoming lost in the general run of life, or having been perceived as trivial at the time and brushed off. At some point, the combination of constitutional predisposition and other non-emotional contributing factors merge, tipping the patient over into a depressed state. Specific emotions influence organ systems preferentially. Anger, rage and related emotions such as resentment, frustration and bitterness cause liver cheek constraint when they are repressed, extreme, prolonged or unprocessed. Repression of these emotions is the most common cause of constrained chi. And some of the more common presentations of depression can be seen as rage turned inwards. Grief and sadness are normal and appropriate responses to bereavement and loss, although when extreme, prolonged or ultimately unresolved, can constrain and deplete heart and lung chi. Excessive or irrational worry can contribute to both constraint and deficiency. Worry causes spleen chi to knot, leading to obstruction of the chi dynamic and depletion of spleen chi. This in turn enables dampness and phlegm to accumulate further congesting qi movement. Kidney qi can be scattered by a severe or sudden shock or fright and depleted by prolonged fearfulness. The heart-kidney axis can also be disrupted by sudden physical or emotional shock, leading to a loss of communication between the heart and kidneys and disrupting the relationship between the shen and the jiu. This most commonly gives rise to depression accompanied by anxiety and insomnia and is a significant factor in the depression accompanying post-traumatic stress disorder. Depression often has a constitutional component, and a tendency towards it can often be seen in families. A predisposition to depression may pass through the heart and kidneys, the Shaoyin system, the liver, spleen and lungs, or as a tendency to phlegm accumulation. When the heart and kidneys are involved, depression generally occurs early in life, typically during late childhood or adolescence. Congenital weakness of heart qi can lead to an anxious disposition, whereas weakness of kidney qi leads to fearfulness, timidity and phobias, which may present as withdrawal. In addition to a tendency to allergies and immune weakness, a congenital weakness of lung qi can contribute to a tendency to be disengaged from the world, and to feelings of isolation and separation. Congenital weakness of spleen qi can lead to a tendency to excessive worry with a penchant to suppress this by overeating, compounding phlegm dampness accumulation. Conversely, inherited spleen deficiency can lead to anorexia and a refusal to eat, or an obsessive or rigid attitude towards food, resulting in depletion of qi and blood and a thin body. A phlegm constitution is usually apparent from a relatively early age, with patients having a tendency to weight problems, concentration difficulties, and a lack of energy. Disruption to the sleep cycle can be an influential contributor to depression. Insufficient sleep, or a sleep cycle that is out of synchrony with the internal rhythms of the individual, is a significant contributing factor in the development of liver cheek constraint deficiency of yin and blood, and heart vexation. This is seen in people who do shift work, 
aircrew who frequently cross time zones and those who habitually stay up late into the night and sleep well into the day. Changes in levels of physical activity may have a contributing effect to levels of depression. Increasingly sedentary work practices and leisure activities of the industrial world are major contributors to the rising levels of chi and blood stasis that we see. On the other hand, working excessively long hours or labouring to the point of exhaustion depletes spleen and kidney young. Any activity that excessively taxes the spleen will lead to chi and blood deficiency and the creation of phlegm dampness. Similarly, sudden blood loss or an increase in demands placed upon the blood can contribute to depression. This is seen in some cases of postnatal depression, where hemorrhage, breastfeeding or inadequate rest and poor replacement of blood converge. Finally, the diet is influential in some cases of depression. Diets that are inadequate in some way, especially those that are too cold or raw or lacking in protein, can lead to yang chi and blood deficiency. On the other hand, a diet rich in phlegm-generating foods, sugar, fizzy drinks, carbohydrates and dairy, tend to aggravate a tendency to phlegm accumulation. Diet also becomes more influential once a patient is depressed, as inattention to diet and poor nutrition from lack of interest in food can contribute to chin blood deficiency, the generation of dampness and phlegm, which then further complicate the initial pathology. Successful treatment of depression requires a multifactorial approach. A regime of herbs and acupuncture is one part of a comprehensive treatment plan that may include some form of psychotherapy, exercise and changes in routine. Acupuncture is most effective when the primary pathology is qi constraint. When deficiency is a significant part of the pathology, herbs are usually required. Two stumbling blocks must be overcome if treatment is to succeed. The first is the nature of the illness itself. Characterised by a sense of hopelessness and despair, depressed patients easily become disenchanted and give up treatment before it has a chance to produce positive results. The second is that real results take time to become firmly established. The challenge for the practitioner is to keep the momentum of treatment going long enough for the patient to see the benefits accruing. An ideal Chinese medical treatment plan involves a combination of acupuncture, herbal medicine, physical activity, dietary adjustments, and ongoing reinforcement, support, and education, given in treatment blocks of 10 to 15 sessions at bi-weekly or weekly intervals. The repeated contact is an essential part of the strategy, providing an opportunity to manage and reinforce positive habits, exercise levels, and dietary changes. In my experience, the key to success with this type of problem is the persistence of treatment over a period of time. This way we can build positive physiological change, as well as at least attempting to alter any deleterious habits that may be present. Many patients presenting with depression will be, or will have been, medicated with antidepressant medications of one sort or another. Patients, in fact, often present to the Chinese medicine clinic because they feel the medications are becoming less effective, they're experiencing side effects, are concerned about the long-term effects, or are not happy with the sedation or flattening of the emotions 
that antidepressants sometimes cause. In Chinese medicine terms, the actions of pharmaceutical antidepressants are similar to the acrid, warm, qi-moving herbs used to alleviate qi constraint and phlegm dampness patterns. However, as can occur with herbs, their acrid, warm nature not only disperses constrained qi and phlegm damp, but also normal qi and introduces heat into the body. When used for long periods or in high doses, qi and yin can become damaged, accounting for the common side effects of dryness and thirst. The fact that pharmaceutical antidepressants mimic the action of acrid warm dispersing herbs also accounts for their relatively modest efficacy. Various studies suggest that around 35-50% to of depressed patients achieve satisfactory results with antidepressant medications. Those who fail to respond or react badly to, to antidepressant medications may be diagnosed by Chinese medicine with deficiency patterns or mixed deficiency and excess patterns of depression for which acrid warm dispersing medications are contraindicated. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the treatment of depression with Chinese medicine, which was researched, written, and read by William McLean. To read this information, you can access the written article, which is linked in the episode description. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In our upcoming episode, Dr. Catherine Luminello will discuss PTSD, from her article, Releasing Trauma, Considering Late versus Early Onset in the Treatment of PTSD. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on mayway.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Mayway Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.